I'm Craig Malolo from Gracie's Pizza, and you are listening to Puck Fortland. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingling, ling, tingling, is that Italian? That is Italian. Yeah. It's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting here with Craig Melillo uh, from Gracie's A Pizza. Very nice. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm so excited about your uh, your your food truck. Yeah. Would you call it trucks? Trucks forward. Box car. It moves. Yeah, that the thing's truck. awesome. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about like where where this all started and, and how, how it got going. Yeah, it was a total accident. Um, I moved out to Oregon last May, so I'm coming up on a year right now. And uh, I was working with a buddy of mine in Vancouver uh, making pizza. That's kind of why I moved out here. And after six months, just kind of wasn't working out the way we planned, so I left and uh, started looking for other work making pizza, actually thinking I was going to move uh, to Austin, where my best friends live. Um, and then I landed on this truck, and like literally on day one, uh, the guy who owns it, it was formerly uh, Ash Woodfire Pizza down at the base camp, um, and he still operates with a different truck. Um, day one, he told me he was selling a small truck. I said, cool, I'm going to buy this truck, and that was probably in uh, maybe October, and then I probably bought the truck in January and started operating in March, uh, never thinking or planning on having a food truck. Yeah, how do you go right into it like that? You're just, you just must have been really excited about get, doing something like this. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky because I worked on it for a little, for a couple months. So I was able to like get comfortable working in the truck and kind of, I'd never been done anything mobile before. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I just wanted to do it. And I got lucky because it was also kind of already set up for the most part and ready to go. So I uh, made it very easy for a first project versus having to, build out a truck or build out a restaurant made it more economical and just like easier to really get yeah. up and running. What's your experience with cooking pizza in the past before you started this? Are you just jumping into it cold? Um, a mix of both. I mean, I, I've been making pizza. I was making pizza when I moved out here for the first six months. Uh, every, you know, almost every day that I was, you know, I was working three full days a week. So like open to close, um, making tons and tons of pizza. <laughs> um, yeah. before that I didn't really make a ton like professionally um i worked a little bit in new york city at a place called ops in brooklyn mm -hmm. uh very minimally i was i was working in coffee actually most recently when i was in new york um so uh so yeah i just kind of i caught on really quick i'm fortunate enough to catch on to cooking uh yeah you are tasks really quickly yeah um, that pizza you made me the other day was like might be the best pizza i've had in portland and that's, that's no fucking joke that's really nice of you to say um, it was so, I think too, it's so fresh and the, the dough that you have mm -hmm. everything and the way it's, it's just, you can taste the flavor of like the wood being cooked really quick. Mm -hmm. How, you know, it was, I'm surprised how fast it bakes mm -hmm. up in that oven. Yeah. What is the, uh, what kind of temperatures is that? Oven ah, the number out? one question with wood fire pizza. Uh, yeah. I usually keep it around sort of seven fifty to 800. Um, that's sort of a deck temperature. So the floor temperature is mm -hmm. where you want it. Um, the air temperature will generally be a little bit hotter than that, maybe significantly hotter than that. Um, 
so yeah, it's usually around 750 to 800 and usually getting a pizza I don't know, around two minutes or so. Um, yeah. Super traditional Neapolitan style, which is not necessarily what I make. It would be like really fast, like 90 seconds. They cook them really hot and um, you end up with a sort of slightly different texture than uh, kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. You're making all your own dough and everything as well? I do make all the all my own dough. So you can uh, do everything. I mean, you're not... <laughs> I noticed too, because uh, just following you on on the Instagrams and on the interwebs, um, do you have a, a, a Twitter? Why I don't have a Twitter. Twitter. I have a personal Twitter, but I don't really ever use it. Should um, get a Twitter going. Do people still use Twitter? I was just going to use it today, and I was like, "He hasn't got one." But yeah. you have the Instagram. There's yeah. no. I feel like people just use Instagram now. I feel like it's the new new Twitter. Yeah, just for words. Yeah. You can't. Well, I guess you could put a picture on Twitter, but yeah, you have to click the link. I guess I could just turn my personal Twitter into a, a Gracie's Pizza Twitter. Yeah, you could. I guess. Then yeah. I got to do two things, or I got to find a way to make them happen on their own, or get someone else to do it. Yeah. I hate social media. It's yeah, <laughs> I hear that. You have you can't. I can't live without it though. Mm-hmm. Like I have to. Like for this podcast to even function, it has to be like hey, no, constant. Like it. yeah, what's going on? I'm trying to uh, look at it less and less. Like you know, but it's just so hard. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not looking at. I'm just trying to look at. You know, investigate like oh, what's what's Craig doing? Totally. What are, what are guests doing? And just try to put out the you know, the content that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to find you, it's uh, Gracie's a, pi- a Pizza. A Pizza, yeah. Gracie's One a, word on the Gracie's a pizza. a pizza. So what made you, how come you didn't end up in Austin? Um, well, I, I bought this food truck and my initial pipe dream was like, well, I could still go to Austin and just drive this food truck. Uh, uh, but then I drove this truck. Uh, I'd never driven a truck before of any kind, let alone a this is a small truck for everyone I talk to, but for me, this is like driving a, a, a huge thing. Actually, it's, it's changed my whole position on the road because people respect you very differently. Mm-hmm. Truckers acknowledge me; they they treat me nice, they wave to me. It's it's you're cool, and I drive around my little Honda Fit. People just you know they don't they don't want anything to do with me, but you're kind of cooler. You're cooler driving this thing. Um, but I thought I could potentially drive it to across the country, but like I don't want to drive this thing more than twenty miles. So yeah. driving uh, two thousand seems uh, dreadful plus pizza and a truck in austin in the middle of summer and the Doesn't fire sound too nice and the fire jesus it'll be boiling yeah it it's gonna be a good summer yeah. this year though for you i hope so yeah <laughs> what's the protocol with um like you get you got to get up chop some wood you got to mm-hmm. have your wood ready mm-hmm. you can't you can't start the fire and then drive to your location right you got to Start no. and start the fire before you leave. Yeah, I generally get everywhere I'm going an hour before. Uh, that gives me time to set up. And the primary thing is getting getting the fire hot. Um, that oven is, is sort of tricky because it's it's outside. Um, and I all the time, obviously. And I don't work particularly late. So it, it doesn't hold heat as much as uh, other ovens do. It'll maybe two, 300 degrees. A uh, place I'd work at in Vancouver would fire as well. But we'd come in the next morning, it would be 600 degrees. So you get a fire going in five minutes yeah um, and it's up to 10 but here you really you kind of have to build the fire uh, every day from from essentially scratch yeah i mean it takes about that long about an hour to get to get hot yeah to get yeah. It really degrees seems a little hot yeah to get it like really r- r- kind of ripping and roaring and getting the, the deck hot even the first few pizzas sometimes i always cook one usually for me and if someone's helping me uh, which is rare um but sometimes the you can get a lot hot temperature, but the deck is still takes time to, to really get yep. hot. So. 
And pizzas are probably cooking different than calzones. You do a calzone? Yeah, I do the calzone. I can't wait to have one of those. They're fun. What's up with the ice cream that you brought? Um, so I'm, I've, the whole or can pl- you even talk about that? I can talk about everything. Uh, the whole plan was pizza and ice cream from the start. Um, you start to kind of figure out how to make things work. So I work alone uh, almost all the time, um, and I'm trying to make keep myself sane while also uh, operating this truck in its full capacity. So I already stripped down the menu more from when I started because um, you just learn things as you're going. Um, the plan is always pizza and ice cream because who doesn't like pizza oh, and ice cream? So I and you're st- mobile. And I'm mobile. And that's the second part. Is uh, There are a few freezers out there that you can run off a battery so you can kind of mm-hmm. move and keep the freezer going. But it's really complicated. So uh, I'm starting now to prep making ice cream uh, for a project that's going to have the truck not mobile in the near future. Um, so I've started making ice cream. Um, I do a lot with the folks at Prince Coffee over in Kenton. Yep. Um, so, Shout out to Kenton and Prince Coffee. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, they've, they were my first uh, host uh, place uh, to park. And uh, we've been kind of working on some collaborations. Uh, hopefully there's going to be some breakfast pop-ups actually in the next couple weeks. Um, so I've been working on some ice cream. And I think I brought you a, a Stroop Waffle ice cream sandwich oh, test damn. fire with some uh, black tea ice cream. Kind of tastes like a Thai iced tea. Oh. Stop. <laughs> We're going to have to get to that before Courtney gets to it. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. Yeah, so you, you can do you, you can do some breakfast sandwich. You can do anything about that. Yeah. I think what you're doing is rad. Like when I, we went over and how we met, we were checking out the two-stroke coffee people, which is our new favorite place. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we either hit Prince. We'll walk down to Prince Coffee because it's right in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we love, we love them over there. Um, except they stopped carrying Chemex. Yeah. We can't get filters anymore from them, but we we understand. <laughs> you can get filters everywhere, though. Yeah, we just liked getting it from them. Yeah, I get just it. Like, get us our filters. <laughs> that they're they're a really cool shot, and they just opened a new store on Belmont. Is that correct? Yeah, Forty Fifth yeah. and Fremont. So, yeah. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll, that's we're gonna do some some. That's where we're gonna do the sort of in in shop uh, uh, kind of breakfast pop ups yeah. to kind of get the breakfast rolling, uh, so that. Uh, we can test some stuff out. And I've been doing some kind of fun, cool stuff with breakfast. So. That's super cool. Now you can't. Are you doing this five or seven days a week, or how many? How often are you doing like working? I basically operate four days a week right now. Okay. Steadily. Um, I have like two gigs out in Hillsboro that I do lunch, kind of just like business park lunch gigs. Um, and those are just kind of power hours. Um, and then on the weekends, I do you know usually two stroke or Prince Coffee. Um, every once in a while I'll do something else. And then Sundays I'm always at Gigantic Brewing, uh, which is really awesome spot for people who haven't been that far south. For me, it's like, to me, it's like the middle of it. It's like as far as you can go. But I talked to people in Portland. I don't think it's maybe that crazy. I'm not totally sure. (laughs) But uh, it's awesome down there. And and that's a really, a really fun day because people are hanging out and they're drinking beer. And um, I'm there because the other truck that's there, 808, is uh, closed on Sundays. So it's really, it's like a really fun gig for me i, I love being yeah, people there. are drinking beers and now with the with the weather changing it's oh, gonna I be busy sunday yeah i'm bringing double the dough <laughs> hashtag double the dough <laughs> that's fucking awesome so you're really liking this so you're thinking is this gonna grow into something you're, you're a, like a brick and mortar restaurant is that maybe uh, some goals or is I that guess. a little too ambitious for now no i mean that would be cool i mean i ended up in a truck just because it made sense and it was, you could, I operate, think it's perfect. You could operate alone. Yeah. Um, so uh, project happening in the early summer is uh, 
uh, I'm going to be parking the truck permanently um, at uh, this little hotel next to Disjecta for people in Kenton. It's the comfy and suites at the moment. Uh, it's been empty for a while. Um, that's hotels getting kind of redone. They're putting in a big outdoor seating area for about 50 seats or so. And we're going to have uh, the pizza truck and a bar cart there. So I'll also be running the bar cart. So it's essentially a, f- a full a full restaurant at that point. Uh, food in one truck, bar yeah. in the other truck. So that's super cool. Um, that's early early summer is the, the target on that. So and that's is, that's not in here in Kenton. Is that what we're? No, th- yeah, that's in Kenton. That's so. Uh, if you know oh, where yeah, Paul, d- you know where Paul to, Bunyan is, yep, right to the uh, east of Paul Bunyan yep. is uh, Disjecta, and right next to Disjecta. What is, is that? The what hotel. is Disjecta? Disjecta is like a performance uh, space. Um, there's a bunch of other kind of artist uh, folks in that building as well. A dance company called Flock. Uh, there's a letterpress there right now, and they just added someone new. I just saw it on the Instagram, but yeah, I've always seen I've always seen that building, but I was never sure what it was. Yeah, they, I think they just have tons of performances. I mean, I'm I'm new to Portland, so I'm still learning all these things. But yeah, um, where'd you grow up? I grew up on the East Coast, in uh, I grew up in Connecticut, in New Haven, home of a pizza, and then uh, I lived for the last sort of ten years or so in between Philadelphia and New York. Yeah. What's the story behind a pizza? A pizza. The second thing everyone asks. First, they ask you about the temp. Then they ask you about a pizza. Um, in New Haven, uh, all the good pizza spots are called a pizza. Um, my favorite is Sally's A Pizza. Uh, Pepe's is the most famous, Frank Pepe's. Uh, if any of you watched Ugly Delicious, uh, they actually go to New Haven. Um, and they go to they go to Pepe's A Pizza. Um, it's just a particular style. Um really really wet dough um lo- kind of longer cook time oblong shapes uh these coal fire ovens uh, which i don't think anyone can really do anymore um even if you wanted to um so the bottoms get a sort of distinct charred quality to them mm. um so that's sort of it's really a specific style a style that i don't necessarily cook um but my sort of goal with the truck is to kind of um to not really be in any tradition, you know, I don't, I don't cook traditional Neapolitan style pizza and I don't cook traditional, you know, New Haven style pizza. The goal for me is to kind of marry the two and sort of like the flavors that I grew up on and that I like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the cooking style that I really like, which is cooking wood fire, just, you know, fun and yeah, uh, naturally fermented and things of that nature. So yeah. When your pizza, when your pie came out, I call it a pie cause I'm from the East coast Good. as well. People ask me all the time, do you serve the menu at one point said pie? Like, and people were like, do you have pizza or do you have pie? And I was like, I'll just write pizza Get on the, the goddamn menu. Yeah. When it came out, you know, I was, I was not that I was expecting anything. It was just like walked out. I was like, wanted to introduce myself. It's like, what do you got going on? Ordered the pizza, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to get one, of course. And I'll just be like, hey, come check out my thing. You know, I wanted yeah, to test, test out the product. <laughs> um, and that, it blew me away. We, we brought it back here and I ate it. I was just like, oh my God, I had to text you right away. I was like, this is the <laughs> shit. But it came out, I mean, for what you're charging for your pie, if at any of these like schmancy, fancy restaurants yeah. in Portland, they that would come out and then be like a $28 pie. Like you yeah. could, like they, you, you could, yeah. you could, not that you, <laughs> not that you need to, yeah. but that's how good for me. Like that's the quality of it. It was right. like so fresh, baked, great ingredients, tasted really great. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. They're, yeah, you they're, they're definitely a little smaller. You know, I, I, people, you can make a bigger pie right in there. Is it? No, nah, I can't really go bigger than 12 inches would be the max. I could only fit, I fit two 10 inches in. I also think 10 inches is the perfect pizza size yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, a lot of places, uh, you'll see 
12 to 14 inches and people kind of say that they're for a person but like and i can eat a whole pizza i mean i eat pizza all the time yesterday i ate pizza three times um <laughs> but uh <laughs> i've been trying to eat a lot less pizza and eat more nutritious foods lately um but uh but to me, 10 inches is like actually a personal size. Like I mean, looking at you, you're like a thin fit dude. You would, you would think you'd be like a 400 pound. I really, dude. I, yesterday I, I had a, a half pizza, a half a calzone, uh, six tacos at Santa Cruz. And then I went out to Red Sauce and had pizza with a friend last night. So uh, yeah. And, uh, I try to eat well, but some days you just got to go for it. Yeah. A lot of gluten, a lot of gluten. What's some of your it's other so favorite pies in town? Some of your favorite places? Uh, where I worked in Vancouver, Nanabo Pizza. If you want to trek across the river, awesome, awesome stuff. Nanabo? No Nanabo. N O N A V O. Uh, not a real word. Um, it's a hybrid of, of two Italian words for grandparents. Um, they do awesome stuff. Uh, Lovely's 5050 is obviously the. Uh, them and a Pizza Shoals are sort of the, the, the torchbearers, if you will, I guess, yeah. for pizza in, in here. Um, I love them. Um, I work a little bit uh, one day a week still with the folks at Sea uh, Star Bakery and Handsome Pizza. Uh, they're really awesome. Scotty's Pizza is really good. Red Sauce, where I was last night. There's a lot. There's, what, what do you, how do you pizza. compare them to East Coast style, though? Have you? Because um, East Coast has a speci- There's a different kind of pie back home. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of different in their own way. To me, I guess the most. Um, yeah, the, none of them. They're all just different, you know. I guess Scotty's. Uh, which is down on division. Um, they're like my go-to for a slice if I'm down if I'm down that far. Um, they still use like a, a naturally fermented dough, I believe. Um, but uh, they're kind of the closest to that style to me. Even at Handsome, they're kind of hybriding a little bit styles. Um, they yeah. do, you know, there's a lot of whole grain in there, so there's sort of unique uh, yeah, quality. But I get the like sizzle pie sort of has like a, it reminds me a little bit like the thin, greasy. Yeah, I've never been there. East Coast. Um, they're hit or miss for me. Yeah. It's like, mm, sometimes they're really great. They have so many different varieties of like stuff that it's fun to try them out. Yeah. But nothing hits me like, you know, even your, your pie is like a, it's very distinct. It's its own thing. It's like a wood fire pizza. Yeah. It, um, and the size of it, we used to grow like growing up, we would go to this place, mama's pizza okay. in, um, Hackettstown, New Jersey. And they, you would get a 75 cent slice and the thing was half of this table. Sure. Like, yeah, it's huge. The pie would be about the size of this table and you would just get a big wedge. Yeah. And that thing was like two hands, <laughs> you know, you would hold it, fold yeah. it. The, the end of it would like, yeah, tail down, tail down and then you would sit maybe till it cooled off and you would just drip like yeah. drip the grease yeah into like your pile of napkins yeah I don't and then want that. you would no hands like drink your soda and be like yeah. and just wait for that thing <laughs> 75 cents that place is the yeah. best but it was i think just growing up on that east coast stuff and i don't know yeah. it's you know they say oh it's the water yeah i don't or really it's the dough yeah i don't really believe grease. yeah <laughs> it's probably the grease. <laughs> the grease. i don't really believe it's the water uh, on any i mean the water has a huge effect in all these things but uh People think like New York City makes magical bagels or magical pizza because the water is special or something. And it makes it's just culture. It's just history. Yeah. You know, people have been doing it for a long time. People really care about it. People love it. But have you been out to Bernstein Bagels yet? I haven't been out there yet. Oh my God. You should hit them up. Yeah. You like bagels? I do like bagels. I've always toyed around with uh, opening a bagel shop because, you know, people always say they can't get bagels like they do on the East Coast. But Bernstein Bagels. Bernstein Bagels. That dude's from Vermont. He mm-hmm. knows his bagels. Yeah. And he's Jewish. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good start, I guess. And he does the traditional like um, 
they mix it up. Uh, it sits, you know, they, they, they rest for a couple of days and then he boils them mm-hmm. then bakes them. You had him on his podcast, right? Didn't you? He, he's been on, not for the bagels though. He came yeah, on for yeah. his music. He's yeah. like, the, he's in the Grammys and he's like a great saxophone player. Oh, cool. Noah Bernstein. Oh, um, nice and he was like, him and his partner were doing like home delivery and baking mm-hmm. from like a, a, a shared kitchen. If you're going to open a bagel, come to Maui with us. Yeah. Maui is like where the place, they need bagels. Do you live in Maui? No, but we're going to go there and open a bagel store. Oh, cool. <laughs> Do you know how to make bagels? Do you know how to make anything? I works part-time over there. Oh, cool. I filled in for it because Noah and his whole crew, they're all musicians. Mm-hmm. So they'll go on tour and they don't. They, they were down a couple people. Mm-hmm. And then one day they're like, hey, we're looking for somebody that has time to help like part-time. And I went in there and learned the whole recipe. So now I'm going to take it oh, to Maui. Nice. Yeah. I'll bleep that part out. So Maui. Can... Maui's the spot. I mean, we could probably go open anything on Maui. You really could. As long as you show up to work, everyone will be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Cool. Nobody likes to work there. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, I've never I, been, but yeah. I just imagine. I think it'd be a hit, especially yeah. all the people visiting there. Yeah, that's another. That's another podcast though. The yeah. Maui Vegas store. I already had the place all picked out in the high. Wow. Oh, be awesome. That's cool. I don't know if it's gonna happen. It's yeah. just a pipe dream. Just well, you know, we could, we can go together and do like bagels in the morning, pizza at night. Just cash in on everything dough related. Pizza, coffee, ice cream. Uh, pizza, coffee, bagel. ice cream, bagels. <laughs> <laughs> or pizza bagels. Pizza bagels. What the hell? Why yeah. not? We might have to get you over there to talk to them about that because they're they they're right across the street from the new Stormbreaker Brewery that's going mm-hmm. on, and uh, they're looking to like up their alcohol sales and you know to go in and like combine like a you know a hangout, have some beers, use your ingredients, and yeah. trek their bagel out and try to make the perfect pizza bagel. Yeah, they would destroy. There'd be a line around the block. They would. People would love pizza bagels. Oh, oh, so well, that's really exciting about the Kenton setup because we need that in Kenton. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I'm new here, but there still seems to be a lot of people living and moving to this area. And, um, you know, there's you could see stuff happening, but there's still openings, I think, for a lot of different, you know, foods in Kenton. And um, and there's nothing really outdoors like this. So I think it'll be a really a cool, a cool project. I'm really excited. Absolutely. About it. It's yeah. terrifying, but I'm excited. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> You're gonna be a busy man. I hope so. Um and you said you live here in the area? Yeah, I live uh, right around here, right around the corner from you. That's awesome. That is awesome. What do I got here? <laughs> hey, you got any questions? Do I have any questions for yeah. you? Or anything, yeah. Mm, not really. I love calzones. Yeah? When are you going to eat one? What's that? When are you gonna eat one? That's the question. Oh, that's a that's a question I want to get into. <laughs> Boop. Um. Yeah, where do we find you? Where do like, you find me? Yeah, like so. What days of the week um, can we find you, and how do we how do we know like where you're gonna be for special occasions and stuff? Yeah, I mean, right now you really find me for normal people. You find me on the weekends. Um, so I'm in, like I said, I'm in North Portland, usually at Kenton or Prince on Saturdays. Um. Sunday is the best place to find me. I'm at Gigantic all the time. It's the most enjoyable space because you can drink and you can hang out. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the week, I mean, unless you work at a business park in Hillsboro, uh, you're probably not driving out to Hillsboro to. Uh, I would to, say go to, check it out. To, <laughs> to get lunch at, at the McAfee building, uh, <laughs> McAfee building, <laughs> get some internet security and uh, eat a pizza. But those are my those are my main gigs right now. And to be honest, I'm not being too aggressive because um, I'm a month and a half or two months away from this other project so 
you know, kind of getting committed to things. I don't really want to get committed to some, to too much stuff. Um, may I have a couple things I'll be at two stroke during the, uh, St. John's kind of festival street fair. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Kenton street fair. So what are the legalities of just being able to pull up and park? Yeah. No one really knows. Yeah. Um, that's sort of a good thing. Yeah. If, if it's not like a set in stone. Yeah. Generally it's like, uh, most people, you're only going to really get in trouble if like somebody complains, you know? So as long as, uh, the folks at two stroke don't care that yeah. I'm parked outside in their motorcycle parking. Then like, if they know I'm there, then nobody's really going to worry about it for the Kenton street fair. Like, you know, I signed up to be a part of the street fair. Um, so, so that one's like a more, you know, cause there's a lot of, a lot of people there. So I'm told. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the main thing right now is just trying to stay steady, um, kind of be out there as much as possible. Um, and getting ready for this this project in 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 june june july because yeah. it's going to take a lot of work and we have to build out the bar cart and um kind of get, getting all that up and running is, is definitely a, a bit of a project so yeah just trying to balance that with with uh with also operating and yeah. life and life and, and how my, do you like portland job. i love portland i think it's really a cool place i'm obviously like everyone really happy for um, some warmer weather. Uh, I moved here in May last year and had like, it was a perfect summer. Oh, so yeah. I was like totally spoiled and, uh, I, I love it here. I'm like really, I'm pretty comfortable staying here for a while. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities to do like fun, fun projects. Um, people seem into it. Um, it's cool to be in like a place that's not where you're from. Uh, you open a pizza shop or a bagel shop on the East coast. And even if you're better than everyone else, it doesn't even matter. They're just, they're everywhere. Um, so it's cool to be able to, to be in a place where, you know, maybe the uh, Italian American culture that I kind of grew up in is like not as prevalent, right? Cause it's kind of cool cooking. Uh, you can cook anything you want. It's, it's all fun, but it's cool to, to kind of cook the things that you, you know, that you grew up on or that are kind of, that, that are cl- close to, close to you, you know, it's kind of more fun, I think. So, um, and it gives you a unique perspective when you have a experience like the pizza in New Haven to, to bring somewhere else or, or people who do have, you know, the experience of, of bagels or whatever the, the thing is. Um, I think that makes it kind of unique in a place where it's not so overrun with those things. Yeah. Do you come from a big Italian family? Not a huge family, but definitely. Uh, so the truck is Gracie's Pizza. Gracie was my grandmother, um, probably the single most important person uh, in my life growing up. And, uh, you know, she was amazing. Um, my great grandmother on that side of the family, uh, like huge cook, very classic. Like you go over there, she feeds you until you're sick. She Mm -hmm. never eats anything. Um, uh, it was just like, you know, pasta and meatballs and kind of pan style pizzas and, um, uh, wouldn't tell you what was in it. Uh, Kind of that. she, she was, she was a cool, but totally insane lady. Um, that was my great grandmother, but my grandmother was like a really amazing, uh, baker and, um, we were just really close. So it was, uh, yeah, it was like definitely had that Italian American spirit and that sort of, uh, eating, eating, eating spirit, I think. Yeah. Those generations too was eat. It was just eat like crazy. I mean, it was really, it was kind of disgusting. And like I said, she never ate. She was actually bulimic. Um, so she would like eat a little bit and then like always go upstairs. And as a little kid, I was like, what, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Nobody really knew, but, but they would just, just jam, I mean, eat so many meatballs. Um, and I definitely have that spirit. I, I kind of yeah, carried on. Yeah, me too. Our family was, my grandmother was it, the first thing when you walked in was, are you hungry? And you're yeah. like, oh, we just ate lunch. And then she doesn't care. 
and it wasn't even like it was like a rhetorical question. Be like, did you eat? You hungry? And we'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> and then next thing you know, there'd be like a plate of like a, like a bologna sandwich sure. just to like warm me up. Yeah. And then you'd be like, dinner's coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah it's 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 nice. I mean, it's like I, I definitely carry carry that on. You know, like the first thing I want to do when I make stuff, I'm always making something, prototyping things, playing with things, bringing you an ice cream sandwich. Like it's just like nat- very natural experience to yeah. like. I don't want to eat it. First of all, I don't want to eat it all. A lot of times I just make it to, to make it. Um, I've been testing out, you know, sourdough donuts lately. And, you know, A, I don't want to eat a million donuts. And B, like, the first thing I want to do when I when I make these things is, like, find someone to eat them or feed them yeah. to. You know, What's up with the sourdough donut? I've never even heard of such a thing. Yeah, it's just fun. You know, they, they take forever. Um, I've just kind of been playing around with them. Um, like everything else, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do them on a weekend or maybe I'll do them at. Uh, Is that because the process with the sourdough needs to it needs to develop? It just yeah, take, it sh- so enriched doughs, uh, doughs that have like a dairy added to them or sugar to them, they um, they just operate a little differently, and they, they generally those are tip, traditionally those are made with yeast. You know, they're a yeasted donut. So um, when you make them with with the natural leavener which is the same thing as kind of the pizza dough everything i bake um they just it's a much longer process to make sure they get enough uh enough aeration basically um i went to i was actually going to bring a batch to two stroke with me uh, when i was there last but i was frying them in the morning and the, I, I i knew they weren't going to work and i dropped one in it was not didn't work so i let them set out all day and actually that night they were much much better so oh, interesting the process just can take a really long time it got it got colder and temperature drop so um, playing around with like a new starter uh, actually where you feed a little bit of sugar in with the starter uh, with the idea being that the bacteria and the yeast like uh, get better at processing sugar so that when you then feed them to a dough with sugar they can process a little bit faster without getting yeah, too you're nerdy a scientist yeah i'm some kind of something food science <laughs> yeah i try not to get too too nerdy about it but uh you know it's like holding that balance i think of uh, of you know I don't know, using knowledge, using technology, using the things we now know to like uh, make things better, but also like it's food, you know, it's a donut, it's pizza. I like humble foods. I like simple foods. So, um, you know, I I don't ever, unless someone asks, I don't really want to, mm, I just want to serve people pizza, you know, unless someone asks a specific question. I'm happy to talk about where my flour comes from or the process or, you know, any of those things. But, uh, but I really just want people to eat pizza and like it. Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to see what you got going on. And uh, I want you to keep us posted on like where you're going to be. And, and uh, I really like to help, you know, share the message of like where to find you because people have to go try your, your pie. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, well, Craig, thanks so so much for coming on Puck Fortland. No sweat. I'm glad to be here. Um, do you, is there anything else you want? Where's the name come from? People must ask you oh, that all the time. Right? Nice. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're getting into it. Um, I mean, other than the obvious, other than the obvious switch of the F and the P. Yeah, just the, just the pig Latin. <clears throat> because because fuck Portland, basically. <laughs> um, in in my, my in my head, it's like guys like you, um, and in the like the Portland scene, it's like it's it's the good and bad of it. You know, it's I I love Portland. And then I, f- I fucking hate it. But it's so, it's such a cool thing that you can like, that you can come and and get a pizza cart or a pizza truck and like get it going, you yeah. know. So it's more so in that breath of like, fuck, man, fuck Portland, you know. Like it it can do it. You can do anything here. And it sort of was like, 
Um, the the fun story about like the name is I was trying to come up with a name for this show, like what I wanted to start this podcast. And I've been talk I talked about doing one for like two years. It was like, well, when I start my podcast, and people are like, you're never going to start the podcast. So, like, and they'd be like, well, what's keeping you from doing it? And I didn't know what to call it. I was like, the Ed Rogers Show. I'm like, that just sounds dumb, you know. And uh, I was like, I don't know what to, what to call it. And I helped my buddy uh, Jared, who now is in Idaho. Uh, he actually threw the name out there for me, and he was like, you want it? Take it. Um, and we were sitting there at his, uh, we have a buddy who used to have a, a bike shop here called High Five Bicycles. Mm-hmm. And he was the mechanic and builder over there, and he was moving on to Idaho. And uh, we were just talking. I was like, yeah, I don't know if it ever happened. I sort of like slumped my shoulders, put my head down. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm over it. And he was just like, why don't you call it Puck Fortland? And I just like turned. It was like, ah. Yeah, um, and right around that that week was when there's a, only a couple hashtags out there. If you if you search it, um, s- some fans of uh, whatever the Seattle based soccer team is. I don't know anything about soccer. Me, uh, me neither. Um, but they are down here playing the Timbers. Yeah, go Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they had like some somebody made a shirt that just said like Puck Fortland, or there was like a hashtag going around like Puck Fortland, so they wouldn't be, look like they were cursing mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I think that sort of was like in that same couple days of of my friend Jared seeing it or coming up with it, then that happened. And I immediately got online and was like, is Puck Fortland taken anywhere? And I was like, I bought the domain. Yeah. I bought the, like, got Instagram. I was like, I'm going to jump on that just to see. And I, I think the name, it's funny because a lot of people get mixed reviews. It's like 50-50. And it's sure. sort of like the concept of the of the, the name, at least. Yeah. The show has taken on its ho- a whole other meaning. Yeah. At first, I wanted to just be like, sort of talk shit about everyone in Portland. Oh, that would be, that wouldn't be good. Not at all. No, that wouldn't be for no one's listening to that. No. <laughs> Not at all. Glad you changed routes. You're like, you know what? Fuck those people. I used to be really bitter. Um, How long have you been here? Six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because I never thought I would really grow or want to keep growing. It might have just been like a little thing I did for a little bit. But from the first couple episodes that I recorded, it just became really, I'm not that kind of person, you know? I mean, I could talk shit with the best of them, but I'm not going to, it's not what, it's not a positive thing to do, you know? Yeah. so my first couple guests, we just started doing this, and then it slowly, totally transformed into, um, let's talk about what people are doing. Like yeah. my friends that come over, my guests, people I meet. Let's help. You know, I, now I, I like to call it like when people ask me when I give them my card or say who you know what's your show about, and I would say like it's the somebody nobodies of Portland. Sure, they're all the somebody nobodies, yeah. and they're like, oh, that makes total sense. Like you're not gonna be able to hear about this unless you go up to you know and get this this time to have an hour conversation. Yeah. But Craig, you can't do that because you're trying to make a pizza and get other pizzas <laughs> out the door. You can't be like, you have those customers. Yeah. Be like, so what are we eleven bread? You're like, yeah. oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> Next. Yeah, that's no, um, true. So now it's sort of like it's wrapping itself into it's the good and bad. You know, yeah. it's like Portland's great, and it seems to all my guests, it's all positive. So yeah, there's really nothing uh, bad about it. Yeah, it seems fun super fun yeah. this is the funnest thing I do Yeah, it's so funny because like an hour before you got here I, I always go into like a funk and like get like tired and you're like I don't want to do this I'm going to cancel it like this is going to be stupid like, you know and then Courtney she'll always just be like you do this every time like yeah. you get down on yourself like what's the point 
and then you'll after you leave, I'll jump around for yeah. like an hour and be like, yeah, 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 the best podcast in Portland. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to just talk to people. It's, it's so fun, fun to get your mind going and 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 kind of learn about something. And I mean, I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, it seems like a fun thing to do. And people are listening, which is the thing that blows me away. And now it's sort of become this machine that um, I watched the first episode get a couple listens yeah. and then the next episode get a couple listens then I got some followers and now you know I'll post it and get like 4,000 downloads and you're like what who are these people where do people find your podcast they'll find it at puckfortland.com uh, that's I have like a Squarespace uh, mm-hmm. account you're good at this you should have a pizza podcast <laughs> I don't know what I would talk about <laughs> Not pizza. No, I would never want to talk about pizza. Just order, just eat. I just want to eat pizza and talk yeah. about anything. Yeah. yeah. That's a podcast. I guess that's a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I just like make pizza for your podcast or something while you're talking to people. That's something I would want to talk about is uh, I'd like to do some sort of event. Yeah. And there's some friends. One of the guys I had on the show, Joe Takimba, mm-hmm. he does heartbeat silent discos. And uh, I don't know if you, have you heard of those guys? I don't even know what that. They're they're I'm trying to imagine. What that they're means. amazing. So they have all these headphones. You know, mm-hmm. they get like 250, 500 headphones that are all wireless, and they light up different colors. And he does a mobile disco. Okay. So it's all silent. Okay. So you can get out into a park, <laughs> and you can get like a hundred people dancing. We all wear our headphones. And everybody's got headphones. Nobody else is bothered by it. Cool. I want to serve pizzas at that. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now we're networking. Yeah, I have some other mobile ovens too. So even after I uh, park this truck, I can keep I can keep doing mobile. Now mobile we're cakes. networking. Yeah. I want to do a silent podcast. Yeah, what's gonna happen? We just have we would just do this in the park, and then whoever wanted to put on the headphones can listen to the live podcast, eat pizza, and yeah. no one would know. And you would just yeah. be like, "Oh, we're listening to a live show." Oh, that'd be really fun. I don't think anyone does it. Like no one's done a silent podcast. It seems boring as fuck, but I think it would be cool. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. You know, people are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not bothering anybody. It's not projecting. Yeah. What's cool about these guys, uh, they'll get two, three DJs at the same time, and the colors of the the headphones will be like yellow, pink, and blue for each DJ. For each DJ, and they're the like the color on the DJ's booth is like they have like the green light. And you'll see the people dancing and like it'll all be blue. And then the pink dude starts like rocking and it's like ding, 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 ding. And all the everyone switches over and there's like different people, you know, like Whoa. people are dancing different tempos because there's two different jams. Whoa. And then they battle back and forth. Sounds like a crazy. Where did these things happen? They have them here in Portland. He does Whoa. them a lot on the Spirit, the Portland Spirit, that boat. Yeah. So you go out on the boat. Whoa. It goes up the, the river, party boat, booze, come back. And they they have another outfit in Maui where they do them on like on Hawaii, in Hawaii and Maui, That's and it's like on a beach in a park in Hawaii. And those yeah. guys are they're spoiled. They get the like the super cool shit. Yeah, that sounds real fun. But he's doing events and that like same sort of like getting a group of people together. Yeah. You know, you know, back to this podcast and just bringing collectively yeah. stuff together. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I was just looking at today. I get, I need to get this on like an Android platform or like Spotify or I need to break it up because i'm only on apple music i know because i have an android and i was trying to find it and i couldn't i had to go on like the website and listen to it on the website or download it yeah do you do you go to any other place for your podcast or what Uh, do you listen to i use a a thing called podcast addict um uh, you like it no but i I like (laughs) i like it enough to keep using it Uh, not enough to really go investigate anything else i don't pay for it either yeah um i'm not gonna i don't want to pay for like a 
no podcast app it, it works almost everything i want to listen to i can find um but i couldn't find you on there so i had to go on the website and uh so yeah you're not on any android platform you gotta you gotta uh-uh. get those people i guess so we're out there yeah i'm a control freak yeah no not really i'm just i'm just like <laughs> one more thing i have to figure out yeah here we go uh i'm gonna do that that's gonna happen yeah you should do that it's important because i I'm less inclined to listen to it if I have to like pull up the website, download it, than I am to just like load up my little feed, hit the little refresh button. Yeah. At first, I sort of did that because I could keep track of my listeners. Yeah. And it's still only a 50%, maybe even less, because it's got to be even less. Because you say Android, maybe who knows what the percentage of people have Android, and then the percentage of people who are going to go download it. Yeah. But at least on that, on that, those analytics, I can see who's. Like listening? listening, I might be huge and not even know it. Yeah, I probably am. You probably are huge. You're probably de- definitely the number one podcast in Portland. Number two. Why? What's number one? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to say uh, when people would uh, like get something, I'd always tell them that I hope this is uh, not the worst thing you've ever had. So like, <laughs> I hope it's the second worst thing you've ever had. And so it's funny that you. When I saw that little tagline, I thought that was funny because I was I went on the opposite route, but. It was a similar idea. There's like, always something better and worse. Yeah, I was like, I, don't, I just don't want this to be the worst thing you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this now can't be the like, best the best podcast, but we're definitely yeah. Portland's. Yeah, I love that saying. Portland's number two yeah, podcast. It was really good. Yeah. It came from I wanted to put the Puck Portland logo on uh, dog bags mm-hmm. for picking up poop. Yeah. <laughs> and then put them in Forest Park, just sort of take those dog bags yeah. and replace them. So then when people go to, to pick up their dog shit, it'll just say Puck Portland. <laughs> Did you ever do it? Portland's number two podcast. Another thing I haven't done. Yeah. Portland's number two podcast. Oh, wow. That is, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And they just like, oh, it's the shit. Yeah. It's for picking up shit. Yeah. Oh, man. You got a lot of things to get on, man. I do. I got to get busy. Yeah. It's hard juggling though, like trying to, you know, have another job, trying to do other stuff, keep yeah. stuff going. Had this baby. Have a baby. You know, that'll, that'll change your shit. Yeah. 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 That little thing is amazing. Yeah. They're pretty cool. They're super cool. I noticed you drink a lot of water. <laughs> I try to. My uh, my acupuncturist would yell at me because I don't drink enough. But yeah. uh, but I try to drink this this half gallon jug at least every day. It's sort of like my my uh, signature is I walk around with this uh, this growler full of water that also has a charcoal filter in it. And mm. so uh, first thing people ask me uh, in my private life is what's up with that thing in your water? So um, yeah, it's a it's a filter. Uh, but yeah, I, I try to drink a lot of water because uh, I need it. Yeah. You gotta stay hydrated. It's really important. Are you um, a drinker, non-drinker, or anything like that? Are you like like, like of, of alcohol? Yeah, I drink. Okay, not like a, excessively, but but I drink. Never mind then. Why? No, I'm just kidding. Excessively. <laughs> uh, no, I just like sometimes when if uh, if someone's like get getting off the sauce or something, yeah. they'll be like, "What are you doing?" And some of my friends will be like, "What do you got going on with the the huge thing of water?" You're like. Quit drinking. I'm gonna like flush out. Yeah, I just need to drink a lot of water. People, do, everyone does. Nobody <laughs> drinks enough water. <clears throat> no, and I think I need. I, I really believe I need more than the average person. I don't know why, but I do. I could drink tons and tons and tons of water. How many liters is in that? Yeah, that's a half gallon. You drink one a day, two I, a day. I try to drink one. I mean, the goal is to drink one. Lately, I've been forgetting to eat and drink. So if I can drink anything, it's good. But uh, actually, moments like this are great because I'll I can drink almost the whole thing. Yeah, I get like an isolated situation when I'm working. I'll, I'll never, you know, I'll forget to drink. I'll forget to eat. Sometimes. And it's good to keep just sipping. You can't, it's not good to just chug and be like, I'm going to chug a bunch right now and then not drink the rest of the day. Exactly. So I just have to carry this thing around with me all day and I'll always kind of drink out of it. 
Um, what is that charcoal thing? It's just a piece of activated charcoal. Uh, it works as a filter. Uh, when I lived on the East Coast. Is it a cloth or is it actually just charcoal? It's just a piece of, of activated okay. charcoal that I just drop in the bottle. Um, in When I was in New York, actually, particularly when I was going to Philly, uh, I was visiting a girlfriend there a lot. And the water in Philly just tastes like fucking shit. Like, it's really bad. And Philly... It's I, the water. I, it's the water. Yeah, people talk about the magic of the Northeast water. The water... In New York, people say the water is great. I thought it was disgusting. Um, tastes like chlorine all the time. Philly has like two water sources. One of them's really bad. And uh, the water just tastes really horrible. And I would go visit um, my girlfriend for the weekend. And um, I just would not drink. I would be dehydrated for a whole weekend. And all we would do is eat and drink. And uh, we just got off these crazy meals. And I would, just, I would not drink water for days. So I started this, this carrying the jug. And then I started carrying the, the putting the charcoal filter right in. So I just boil it every like few months. That refreshes it, and then I drop it back in. I replace it every six months or so, and uh, that's that's my thing. Plus, I got a little, I got a little jingle. So it's like you know I'm coming, kind of like a cowbell. Oh yeah. If I'm walking down the street, you know, you know I'm coming behind you. Yeah, I, I spent a bunch of time in Philly. I always be like, it tastes like whiss. And they'd be like, you mean piss? I'm like, no, like whiss a hicken. It yeah, tastes like the It whisk. really does. And I think Philly is the greatest American city. Um, I love it. I will, I will go on the record uh, loving it more than ever. I thought I was going to move back there before I moved here. Um, but goddamn, their water is disgusting. Yeah. What's well, an old area? Yeah, it's a really old area. They probably have the same sort of water problems as like Flint did. It's, it's everything's so old back there. That's the one thing I'm never so it shocks me all the time when thinking back growing up on the East Coast. There's like layers and layers and layers and layers. Like future um, archaeologists are going to be like, holy shit, they just built on top of it, built and built and built and built. Oh, yeah. It'll never, it'll never not be there. No, and sometimes it's really bad. I went to an elementary school that was built on top of a toxic waste dump. Um, so they, <laughs> they finally took that thing down after I was there. But man, they found some nasty things and. Uh, when I was in Philly, I remember I was going to potentially move out to Colorado to go to this small cooking school. And uh, I remember walking around one day and I was just like, man, these streets are so old. And like Philly was celebrating its like 150th year having a zoo and Denver was celebrating its like 150th year in existence or something. I was like, man, it's just crazy. And shit's just like built on top of yeah, just like there's so much stuff and it's you're never going to – it's just going to keep being, being built on. But they do a, a really great job in Philly of like – really finding cool ways to uh, keep their history but integrate it into the city in a way that's like really doesn't feel like you're in Disneyland it like really it really works I god I love that city so much I have this nightmare story I gotta share it's about Hoboken oh oh god so growing up I was coaching coaching uh, 6th 7th grade boys basketball in New Jersey and one of the boys on the team, his father came up to me after a game and was like, hey, I know you're like, I was like part-time painting and like coaching basketball, living in New Jersey. And uh, he's like, do you want like a real job, benefits, you know, we'll pay you, you know, get a salary. You can start, you know, you can start it next week. So I took it. I was like, sure. You know, I was like making a bunch of money and working in Newark in like the down neck area. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, Jesus. So I start, you know. There's a there's a whole there's a whole story about getting the you know getting the company truck you know big Dodge truck going to clean it finding a bunch of coke and like like alcohol in it having to like tell my boss like I found all this coke and booze and then going to meet all these construction guys so basically it was a construction company they they rented the big machines they also saw their brick and mortar they sold rebar concrete and they're a brick they own the Newark brickyard they own like the train station where the bricks come in Matos. Um, 
Augie Matos. I'll probably get whacked just for talking, telling the <laughs> yeah. story. And you're done. Don't ever go back. You Fuck. can never go back east. I can never go back. Never. Actually, I could probably go back there and get a job. He's like, yeah, come back. We'll give you your job. <laughs> Augie was the shit. And this is the shit 15 fucking 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, one day, this is after a couple a couple years working for him. Right in Hoboken where they're building out. There's like, right now it's the, it's the part of Hoboken that's like, whatever you call the yuppies or whatever it's like they built a couple subways that go right across the river mm-hmm. to get into into new york so mm-hmm. people can leave their apartment go downstairs get on the subway boom back and forth yeah. it's that whole you know promenade that's like all in hobook in there when they were building that one day we're in the the construction trailer with the gm i'm just telling them that we can't get whatever he <laughs> ordered for months i'm like they're just to say like well we don't have it we're not going to get it and he's super pissed and there's the front, the big hose are like, you know, bulldozers are going, the big, um, like the bucket land movers are going, and it stops. So that was like something, like even I knew as like, those things never stopped, you know, yeah. and he not only stopped, it like turned off. And the guy's like, you fucking, you know, all these racist fucking words come out, and he's like, who told that motherfucker? So we walk out, and uh, the the driver's standing on top of the the tracks of the of the, the, the fuck is that thing called? Like a big, the bucket loader thing. I don't fucking know. It's like a bulldozer. You can picture it, right? Like yeah, a, I know exactly. Yeah. I can picture it, but yeah. I've, I've never done a day of construction in my life. Damn. I'll think of it later. But people, the listeners know what I'm talking about. He's, the driver's standing on top of it and he's just pointing down. The GM's yelling and we all walk out there and we get up on it and walk out and look down. And what he uncovered was, we could only see like three of them and there was more. They were side by side by side, like head toe, head toe. Like if you took a subway and just pushed it together and stacked them three Whoa. like deep, they were buried subway cars oh filled with bio medical waste. Oh my God. So it was all blood bags and like, like needles and like hospital waste that was already like barely <laughs> oh buried. And it was all like, he like opened it up like a can and they, it was all just like dumping into the Hudson river. Like, like they were, he like oh broke it God. open and everybody was, I remember they were just like, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and we stayed there. I had to stay for like, oh I don't even God. know what time we got out of there. Two in the morning, three in the morning. Like we had to stay until lawyers came and I had to sign shit and oh be like, you can't fucking talk about this yeah. shit. And they fucking came in cause it, it was like a seven year building project. Oh my God. That is a New Jersey story. And they came in and fucking, they just they put in these pylons. They came in with these trucks or these like pillar things and they were like, and they just added pillars all the way around. Like they built a fence around it, you know, like into the water to keep the water back. And then they just filled it with concrete. They never took them out. They just buried them. Oh my God. And there was, I was just like, Ooh, like when I looked at him, I was like, there's no way that's good. I was like, (laughs) they're like, there's like, they're not pulling them out of there. They just covered them. Oh my God. I'm going to get whacked. Yeah. Yeah, you toast. Dude, it was fucked up. Yeah. And you don't know how much, like, how much did they hit, you know? It was like oh, some, yeah, it was probably, who knows how many. And they were old. They was, like, yeah. 50s, 50s style, like, wow. subway cars. Yeah. Ugh. That is disgusting. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably, maybe I'm past the, uh, the time I can talk about it. I just wonder if they, like, <laughs> drilled water pipes, like, when they put pipes in and shit and, like, built the homes on top of it. Totally. It's like the AIDS apartment. Every time I go by there, I'm like, oh, AIDS. It's, oh, it's so bad. Ugh. Wow. Shit like that happens all the time out there. It's like yeah. fucking. It's 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 the wild west of the east. Oh yeah, it really is crazy out there. That's my mafia yeah. story. My uh, that's a cool that's a cool story. It's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, 
don't believe all that. I don't. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I need a mafia story. Oh, that dude. Augie Matos? Augie Matos. He let me keep the booze. There was like 15 or 16 bottles of Johnny Walker Black. He took the Coke? He took the Coke. He's like, I'll throw these out. I was like, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's only going two places. It's being sold. They're going up his nose. Uh, dude, they fired the dude that had my job. He got caught like getting hookers in hotels on the company <laughs> oh, credit card. Did you go back to teach, uh, uh, coaching basketball? Yeah, I still yeah. coached. Do you still play basketball? I haven't played in a while. I like shooting around. Yeah. I won't get too crazy and like maybe I'll play a little pickup game some horse yeah. and stuff, but I can't, I'm not going to be running or anything. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. You know? All right. But yeah, I got a picture of me and Jordan right over there. Michael yeah. Jordan. What, was, what were you doing Michael Jordan? That was when I was in camp, eighth grade, Michael Jordan camp. You were in Michael Jordan camp. So yeah. You're probably all right. Yeah. 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 I played you basketball. Did. I went to college for about, well. Oh, really? Yeah. You just don't run around anymore. Mm-mm. Damn. I can't, I'm a cyclist now. Oh, are you? I can't move left to right. I can go forward and back really easy. That's if it. I try to cut, I'm like, oh. You just go up the court and back <laughs> straight, straight shots. Yeah. You have to yeah. turn. Uh, you, you shoot hoops at all? No, you I mean, I, I played a little when, when I was not like in high school. but What do you like do for fun? Or do you, what do you do for activities? Uh, for fun? Um, uh, I, I am cooking all the time yeah. uh, at home. Besides cooking. But besides cooking um, and eating – which is another part of my time. Um, you know, all the things that everyone does out here. If you, if you got time, you can go for a hike. That's pretty cool. Um, I haven't really been riding my bike much around here. I like to play tennis here and there. Not particularly good, yeah. um, um, but I like it. Um, kind of. Looks like you've just been doing curls. You got some guns on you. <laughs> I do not. It's it's the dough. It's really. <laughs> that's just, it's you're that's just, just mixing dough, dough all the time. You're just like pushing yeah. dough. Uh, it's it's a it's kind of a workout. There, that could be your next like fitness class. Is yeah, like dough pushing. Dough pushing. Yeah, it would be cool to do that and have everyone make the dough for me, and so I don't have to do anything. I can just like blow a whistle or something. Right, like those companies that help. Uh, it's like a workout to box people's shit and put it in a moving exactly. truck. That's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> There's so many things out there that are crazy. But yeah, I try to just I try to be active. I try to move about. Uh, I'll pretty much do anything that allows me to to run around. Yeah, because uh, it's fun. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, since you're new to the hood. I'd like to show you some secret river spots this summer. I would love secret river spots. There are some really cool places that are off the beaten path yeah. that, you know, most of Portland knows about, but not all of Portland. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I got uh, well, I live with a dog and she's super cool and I like to take her out. So it would be cool to uh, have spots I could take a dog. Yeah. Some summer. cool sandy beaches, some like private places that yeah. you can just go and just hang out. It'd yeah. be super fun. It's nice. going to be a great summer. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I'm so stoked that you came over. I'm going to try to get rid of you again. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we you tried to get rid of me like a half hour ago. That's the best part. Here we are. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot for stopping by, man. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, nice c- to come back anytime. I'm going to help sh- tell everybody what's going on with you and keep them posted. Cool. Sounds great. Craig Malillo. Very, very nice. Probably not even proper pronunciation, but it'll work. Say it again. Like, like it's how we pronounce it properly, but, you know, some Italian would probably pronounce it differently. The L's are probably silent. But hey. Italian-American, you know. Yeah. Malillo works. Forget about it. Forget about it. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Ball game's in the refrigerator. Doors closed. Lights are out. Boys getting hard. Mushrooms, olive chive. Pepperoni, angry peppers, mushrooms, olive chive. Meat therapy, 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 ther